The Ask a Regular Ass Dude edition of the Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby, baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland, Sweet Meat St. Clair. I go by many names. Um, this is a very special episode, folks. I, I like to I like to say that like all my, my episodes are special, but this one, this one is... Especially special. Just, I'm so, so hyped. I'm going to hit it with an interlude right off the bat. Scrambling, gambling, I must rock with mandolins and violins. We just sitting here trying to win, trying not to sin. Tie off weed and lock gin. The reason I'm so excited, I have with me probably uh, one of my favorite people on the face of the planet, hands down. Uh, a, gen- a big galoot that you see me uh, beside a lot of the time in some of our other ventures. He's the f- First time, first time getting him on the Notorious OTV because I finally figured out an angle for it made sense for it to make sense <laughs> for him to come and join me. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the American Everyman, the human embodiment of the 2.0 GPA, Mr. XFL Jim. Jim, welcome to the show. Put some respect on my name. It's 2.2. I got I rocked it with 2.2. That's nice. That's nice. I I don't know how I graduated from high school. I might not have even had that, quite honestly. Um, it was close. It was, it was touch and go there for a hot second. So for for all the the horse player listeners out there, uh, tell tell us about yourself, Jim. Tell us what you're into, where you're from, what you do, what's your thing. It's pretty your easy to know what I'm into. It's the XFL, USFL, any alternative football is my jam. I love every bit of it. I'm just a huge D-Gen as well. I love to just get down and gamble. The sweat is what I live for. And yes, this is basically the only context where I should be on this show is the everyman. Because when it comes to horse racing in particular, I am the biggest novice that I know. I'm also, Chase, I feel like over the course of time that we've known each other and the horse racing that I've done with you, I might be the biggest horse racing mush that I'm aware of. You know, what's funny is I think my first question, uh, and I'll read it exactly how I had it phrased on my outline, which was, uh, first thing is first, you are a mush, correct? Yes. 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 When it comes he to is. horse racing, yeah. I have not been a mush in anything else that I am aware of, but when it comes to horse racing, you could be on the hottest of heaters, in the middle of a heater, and I will come in, tail you, and come bring it crashing down. Yeah. Yeah. It's happened before. It's a good thing I love you, bud. That's all I'm going to say. Um, hey, it's a good thing I didn't take any of your picks for these last big races. <laughs> so you might be asking, why? Why bring in Jim if he knows nothing of horse racing, if he's not a horse racing person? Here's here's why. You know, every – you remember when we were failing high school science, they, they taught us how to do an experiment and how you needed, like, a control and everything? Jim is our control. Jim is our, you know, red-blooded American, calls a crushed – beer can the every the working man's hockey puck you know and i have all these opinions about what i think 
uh, everyone who's not inv- involved with horse racing thinks about horse racing uh, based off of the just, you know, recent headlines of recent you know news, everything like that. Like, it seems that people within horse racing themselves actually get very lost into like what non-horse racing thinks about it. And I think that we don't really do the like easy part of just asking someone who's not really into horse racing, like what his take on all this is, because, you know, if you get onto horse racing Twitter and one of the great things about fucking social media is that like, you can find a lot of people that you uh, agree with and, and can learn new things about from people that you agree with. One of the terrible things is that you just don't see counterpoints anymore. If you were to look at my Twitter feed, it is almost nothing but like horse racing people. And, you know, I hear the same thing. So I'm, getting one of my closest friends here to break us out of the echo chamber xfl jim that's what i'm here for i'm here to help that's right so jim just first quick question like and even you can think of it like before we knew each other like how often did you watch horse racing like how much horse racing would you say you consumed in any given year okay so it's definitely uptick since i've gotten to know you but before sure. we got to know each other, I will literally it, probably one race, maybe two races a year. Which and ones were that? Was it like the Kentucky Derby? It was the Kentucky the Derby, and then it would be like the Preakness, or maybe since I live close to the Fawns, Fawner Park, it would be every once in a while we'd go see a race there and see it live in person. But that was kind of like just, oh, we're going to have to a special event. We're going to go see horse racing live. And then you're just there in the moment. But most of the time it was just the Kentucky Derby, maybe the Preakness. And that was about it. I, that's all I checked out horse racing for. So before you met me, I mean, would you think that if you were just scrolling through uh, any random, you know, Twitter sphere, Reddit, whatever, and saw a story about horse racing, was it something that you'd even think you'd normally stop on or you would just keep going before meeting you? So like before, even before me and you, I really didn't bet horses either. And that was the other thing. I would just watch the races. I didn't even bet them. So mm-hmm. most of the time, yeah, I would, unless it was like when I was living in California, if it was something that happened at San Anita or if it's something happening at Fawner Park, I really just wouldn't pay attention. Okay. So you mentioned something happening at San Anita, like a few years ago. There was that whole, you know, there, there was a, a, a string of horse deaths that caused San Anita to shut down. Um, is that something like, once again, just completely flew past you? Or is that something that you actually kind of st- stopped and looked into? I said stop and look into that because what year what, what year did that happen? That that was, I want to say that was like 18, 19, somewhere around there. I, so I was definitely, I heard about it. So when I worked, I worked at a bowling alley at the time. And a lot of the patrons at the bowling alley, like people who do league bowling are generally pretty degenerate for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like they're sure, playing cards sure. while they're bowling, they're gambling while they bowl. So they talk horses all the time. And the bowling alley I worked at was right next to an equestrian center. So a lot of horses kept at the equestrian center were race horses. So you just kind of get those people coming in. So I definitely heard about it and like absorbed it through those people. Right. And then I did a little bit of research and looking into it when that happened, just because it, it was, I've, been near San. I've been like I, I not for a horse race, but I've been in San Anita, and I was like, oh, I understand this place. So I was like, oh, damn, yeah, this is nuts. <laughs> so whenever you actually heard that news about everything that was happening at San Anita, did it in any way kind of sour you to maybe either watching races or wanting to place like a bet on a race down the line at any point? 
to me, it struck me initially and for the most part as just like this seemed like a freak accident. I didn't know I maybe according to maybe the people I was like next to and inundated with, they said Sanita had some sort of reputation. Um, but to me, it was like, oh, it seemed like a super freak accident. It was a tragedy, but it didn't deter me in any way from enjoying horse. I've so there's other things like people sometimes compare horse racing to I've heard people compare it to like bullfighting or something like that where the animal's obviously getting hurt or anything like I never thought of it yeah. that way. Like an animal is guaranteed to die at the end of a exactly. Fight. And I'm like, I've never viewed horse racing as that way. I've always viewed it as just a sport that horses and people compete in together. And it's not, that hasn't deterred me from enjoying the activity. This is all very illuminating. It's all very interesting. You know what else? Sun in the sky. And it's bringing out the sun because you know what I say? Hell, not even sun's out. Sky's out, thighs out. And with bird dogs, you will look good in their stretch khaki shorts. They're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Like those quads chiseled out of marble by Michelangelo. They fit way better than regular shorts. They're not made of that stiff fabric. No, these aren't these aren't tough skins from Sears. No, these are bird dogs. You got the liner inside of them. Stink. Sweat wicking fabrics. Listen, what couldn't you do in some bird dogs? Not what can you do, what can't you do in bird dogs? And the answer literally nothing so go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool for for a free yeti style tumbler with your order that's birddogs.com slash pool for a free yeti style tumbler you don't want to take your bird dogs off we promise you i don't take mine off just so anyone's aware i'm, I'm i mean why them. they you can just dip them into any body of water and then they're clean your balls are clean you're ready to go yeah when it comes to bird dogs i'm uh i'm what they call a never nude that's there we go there we go uh all right let's let's jump back into it we've got uh we've got a friend xfl jim here ladies and gentlemen simple minds <laughs> our horse racing outsider our american everyman try take a temperature he's a random a random random population sample to to tell me what the average person thinks about horse racing how does it feel to be my guinea pig this episode we're so used to you hosting the things that we're on that like how does this feel it's nice it's a good it's a good change of pace i'm enjoying just kind of being along for the ride and i love being experimented on so this is a double dose of fun yeah and if you watch anything that jim does he actually uh really loves the idea of being kidnapped too he's got that hardcore too. abduction fantasy you could you could probably describe my youtube channel as like a self-experimentation yeah yeah i really yeah. i really can't it's 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 <laughs> fucking con- it's content jazz is what it is are you aware of the music known as jazz yes he is yes he is all right so the other element that i think you know the american public Cause I'm going to say this and I think it's correct. I, I thought of this earlier and I'm glad I, I remembered to actually use it. Um, the doped horse is like as deeply steeped into like DJ lore as like, you know, Hansel and Gretel into like the, the children of, 
of, of Germany and Bavaria, I guess. Like it's a tale. It feels like that like myth, that tall tale, that lore is so like jumped into it. Like, so you being someone who's never really paid a lot of attention to racing, like, did you always just feel like, yeah, there's a doped horse out there. Yeah. All these horses are doped or like, yeah, it's not really true. That's just some, something that they put in mob movies. I didn't even think about it at all, to be honest with you. I didn't know horses were getting doped. I was just like, oh, it's just a horse just running. I thought, I mean, maybe they give them something. Maybe they give them a little booster, but I really just thought it was just horses running. <laughs> really? So you, you thought you, you came into it thinking that like before you met me, you thought it was completely, you know, that means that anytime like a, a for example, you mentioned like even living out close to Santa Anita, like it's not like Bob Baffert wasn't at Santa Anita, like getting caught, like, you know, actually on like drug tests and everything. So it's, it's kind of funny because I feel like that's people who don't know it. I've always thought that the opposite, that that's the first thing I think of is like, all right, which horse is the dope horse? That's what we want to bet on because they want to be like wise guys, you know? Nope. The only time like people that I were around, cause I, I'm not like until kind of, we started hooking up and becoming friends and whatnot. I wasn't around a lot of gamblers. I was always the DJ guy. So no one's into like a lot of horse racing that I'm around. No one's into any sport betting that I'm around. So it always just be like, Oh, we're watching horse racing. So people would just be like, Oh, you want the horse? Like the, you want the tips. They're just like, Oh, this horse needs to go to the bathroom or this horse is hot right now or just stuff like that. It was oh. never. So no you were high on the, on the just took a shit angle. It was, I was very high on the just took a shit angle. It's it's not wrong. It works. It works at a pretty high clip, quite honestly, to tell you the <laughs> truth. I I've seen that work. I've seen people change their bets and be like, you know what? Okay, let's do this. Makes sense. A little weight break. No, that's that's interesting. So the question is now, having met me, us becoming friends, you knowing more about it. Now that you've met someone from the sport who's like very invested into it. Are you now more likely to think that a horse is, is doped or something nefarious is going on? I think if it wins fishily, like, like if it's fishy, if the wind smells fishy, that's probably the first thing that I would jump to now is like, Oh, that right. horse is doping. Like if someone that unexpected wins by a mile or wins by a ton, just out of nowhere and be like, eh, some, something feels off something. I don't know. I don't know about that horse. Right, right. And I think that's more in line of kind of what I think like the the uh, general public's like general opinion on it. Because I remember like Rich Strike after Rich Strike won last year at like 80 to 1. Whatever. First thing that came to my mind. It's the first thing that came to, I mean, you um, had Adam Pelletier, uh, I have a few other people that, that I know um, who, you know, kind of follow horse racing like you follow horse racing. The first thing they sent to me was how doped how doped was that horse that horse had to be you know incredibly doped just because they just see the the odds 80 to 1 so because the horse outruns its odds the it seems like the assumption is that it's now doped like i actually i'm kind of very surprised that well i'm surprised and i'm also just kind of sad uh that apparently i made your opinion change to where it's like yeah the horse has got to be ah yes that one's gone to the juice bar because it's you know it's like what what is my terrible black soul put on you 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 pure baby of Jesus. It's, well, for me, it's not like if the horse outruns its odds, just outrunning its odds. It's if it outruns its odds and is like crushing the other horses. 
Right. Wins for fun. Just yeah. pours it on. Like that makes sort of it thing. look way too easy. I'm like, ah, some something's off here. That horse is doing some horse roids or whatever the horse is dope on. Right. Right. What? Okay. This is going to be fun. Um, I want you to just name uh, five uh, real or non-real uh, performance enhancing drugs that a horse might be on. Like, please feel free to make them up. Like, just... HGH. Okay. Okay. That's that's time tested. Yep. Um just standard blood doping. Works for any species. Talking like the, your EPO sort of sort of thing. Any any species. Dogs, horses, cats, humans. Um <laughs> Ivermectin. <laughs> um, actual yeah, actual veterinary. Actual science, medicine yes. for horses, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> And give me give me some wild ones. Just I'm thinking I'm thinking I don't know I don't have a name for it, but something that like makes the mane slicker, like coat like coats the horses in like a slick substance that makes wind resistance less of a factor. Oh, so like a like a a gel friction a friction resisting mane silicon. Yes, I love it. I I I, that might be how I chart start cheating tomorrow. That sounds just fucking brilliant, Jim. And then I'll be the first person who's going to send out my horse in a Dutch speed skating uniform. Blood doping was specifically like for the back legs, like something to increase like the hind <laughs> quarters of your horse. <laughs> I do like the idea of blood doping, but only for a specific, like it only works. Because it's the part that pushes, right? <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. It's got to have its own re- reserve tank at that point, I guess. Whoo. It's. I hope you have a reserve tank because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and their Best Ball Mania 4 is here. And Underdog Fantasy is giving away $15 million in prizes. Underdog Pick'em is always a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL season player props. So many ways to win over on Underdog. And Underdog is available in so many states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. It's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right. So I I feel like, one, I feel better about horse racing because I, I feel like, you know, you know how your mom like gets mad at you when you act a fool, and so you're like, "Oh man, I can't believe it. I really messed up." And then you talk yes. to your friends like, "Oh no, I mean, you didn't do anything wrong. That's cool. That's whatever." Like I feel, I feel like, you know, the general public hates us less now uh, after after discussing this with you. If you want my like blunt opinion, I don't think the the general public I feel like doesn't think about horse racing that much. <laughs> that it's, there is the key exactly. That's where I, as a spring football enjoyer, I understand the feeling. As someone who played Ultimate Frisbee competitively, <laughs> believe me. Do you know how many times I had when people were like, oh, yeah, it's like disc golf, right? And I had to be like, no, man. No, not at all. No. All right. So this is this last question I have, I feel is like is a little bit of a doozy for you. All right. Okay. Lay it on so you, fo- you focus on sports betting, you football, everything pretty much. Yes. What, if anything, could draw some of your wagering dollar from sports betting to horse racing? Because that's the thing about keeping this viable is if as long as people want to bet on it, you know, and that's the thing, you know, sports betting coming online in different states where, where horse racing has existed. Like, is it taking a bite out of horse racing? Can you can you convert some of the some of the, you know, new sports book money into into horse book, you know, horse racing well, money? 
for me personally, living in Nebraska, where sports betting is now officially legal um, for places that have like even temporary sports books set up. But the thing is, sports books have to be at racetracks. So right. if anything, I think for here, it might help horse racing because for me, it's the ease of access. The fact that I have all these different websites that I go play sports bets on. If I could if easily place like horse wagers on those websites, like live horse races, because it's different if you go to like any online casino right? and you do a horse bet there, it's locked in versus if you go to like any horse betting app, it's just the regular horse betting odds and those fluctuate and change and everything. I wish right. it could be like one place that I could go to get it all. It's just, it's a convenience thing. It's, it's having Would to you- deposit my money in more places and like, get that all in my head. Now you mentioned like the odds changing and everything. Would you be more interested in, in fixed odds wagering? Like as opposed to the parimutuel, you know, changes until the race is closed kind of, kind of betting odds. I like a little, because there's, there's a, there's an upside and there's a downside to both, you know, yeah, I, I like a little, but maybe like if they included more locked odds, that'd be kind of interesting. If they kind of, there's some a little bit. There are some states, I, I, they probably don't do it anymore, but for a while, I want to say like New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, they, they had fixed odds. Like it, it was like a, a fixed odds market where you could go and like buy your horse at that, at that price and everything. Is that, I don't think they do it anymore. Like I haven't heard anyone talk about it in a very long time, at least. Like that's fun. And I like that. And maybe if they had like a little bit of a, a little bit of B, but I think I like the um, the fluctuating odds that horse racing allows. It's kind of a fun thing that makes it more unique compared to just regular sports betting. It's, right. It's a little bit like for I feel for a lot of sports bettors and people I've talked to, like I've talked with just casual sports bettors that I know and people from my neck of the woods that are degens, but they're not horse degens. So it's just it's getting your head wrapped around it at first and kind of dipping your toe in. And then once you're in, you're it. Like, right. I feel like, cause I, I like betting horses. I do like it. I lost a lot of money last year, but I had a blast doing it. It's sure. very fun. And I feel like that's the, it's the same thing with anything. It's, it's getting people in the door and it's fine. It's the ease of access for it. So it's just, it's finding new ways to introduce people to horse racing in fun ways. Once you get them in, it's very just entertaining and the fact that you can do it any time of day all the time it's the only sport that i've ever seen where anytime any day it's always going on and it's specifically horse racing like if you want real like if you're a dgen's dgen you'll be up at 3 a.m betting like filipino basketball but if you want to be a horse dgen you can be a horse dgen any time of day all day every day 24 hours a day i think pretty much except for christmas day you can degen 24 hours straight on horses. And that's beautiful. So what if, uh, what if sports books were to offer things that like, um, let's call them trans species parlays. Like you could say it's like a, a special, it's like, uh, you know, this team to win this, the money line for this team to win, uh, Papa's mustache to win in the third and the under in, in this game. Like that would be an amazing that sort of like pre-made parlays for you. And like the law, the odds are like fixed. Yes. Fixed, completely fixed. That would be extremely good promotion. I mean, 
those bets in general are terrible to do, but damn it, they're so much fun. That'd be great right. promotion for people, especially in states where they are building these casinos like on tracks where like horse racing is a part of what they're trying to incorporate with the things. I think that'd be a good way to get people in. And that's the biggest fact. It's just getting people in. Once you get people on horse racing, they'll, they'll be in. What do you, so what do you think is the, the number one way to get people in? What do you think is it? What that's do you think the tough part. I'm still trying to figure that out with football. I'm still trying to figure that's that right. out. I, that's where that 2.4 GPA would have helped us out, Jim. I know it's, Obviously, just being entertaining. I think ease of access is getting there because it's like I feel like horse racing is becoming more of a watchable event where it's easier to see, not just the big races. Like a lot of cable packages and like TV packages are coming with a network where you sure. can see it. And like FS1 does their America's Day at the races now, like almost every day, pretty exactly. Much. And it's specifically hard for me because I have to use it like a VPN to access like TVG or anything like that. Sure. Sure. Because sure. Nebraska just, you have to be at, it was so hard for me here in Nebraska because for the longest time you had to be at a racetrack to make horse bets. And for like, just the fact that that was the reality for 20, however many years of my life before I discovered the beauty of these VPNs. Um, it was just difficult. And the easier people make it to bet, the easier people will bet it. I'm just going to say for the record, XFL Jim, not his real name. And if you're coming after him, Johnny Law, just. Hey, he'll disappear into he'll disappear into the dust like a goddamn Kaiser Soze. You're damn right. You're damn right. I will. Jim, so, Jim, that's that's going to be it, man. Those were my questions. I, honestly, I feel kind of better about like just the like how popular like if this were high school just like how popular horse racing is you know like i feel, I feel like, like becoming more popular i feel like i'm a, i'm i'm a nerd that managed to like you know corner like a popular girl to be like really what does everyone think about me and she gave me the straight <laughs> dope you know she's like no here's the deal it's like you're kind of a gimp but you know we love you you know if anything i feel like it's becoming more popular you think so i think so where do how do you how do you quantify that? Where do you see it? What do you it's think? Just, or, it's, is it's, it, or is it just like more of my like Twitter timeline being like forced upon? It could yours? be the fact that like based on me being a very close friend to you, that I follow a lot of the horse Twitter that you follow now. That's um, good. I've could been be inundated it. with it, so I see a lot of obviously. So it's just seeing a lot more of that. But it's just it's not it's just casual observation and absorption of like people around me. So it's obviously this is all anecdotal, but. The people around me do talk about horses more than I remember even like three, four years ago. Right. So as you've made more friends in, in specifically in the sports betting sphere, you've been presented yes. with more horse because more sports and people are it's not even just but like the casual people that I know in like my hometown or where I'm from are talking about it more. And I feel things like rich strike where yeah. crazy underdog stories, everyone can like absorb that brings a lot of people in. Yeah, And then you just have to, like, you're not going to get everybody. You just have to work on getting as many as you can with that net. I think it's that and triple crown winners. I want to say, yes. like, I came in off off of the, the influx, probably s didn't realize I was doing it, but, like, kind of subconsciously rode in on the heels of, like, the American Pharaoh thing. You know? Yep. Like, that's, that's kind of, you know. Jim, this has been highly illuminating. Uh, can you let the folks know uh, where they can find you and what you got going on these days? 
You can find me everywhere at XFL Gym, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. I'm L over. Um, and, you know, uh, I got my USFL pre- championship preview. We have the USFL championship live stream coming up this weekend, Chase. It's going to be a That's blast. Great. It's going to be fun. It's going to be special. And, you know, CFL, there's always football on to watch. That's right. We are living in the era of forever football. If you are unaware, get used to it. Prepare your anus. That's all I can say. You also catch me and Jim doing the gymnasium, uh, typically on Mondays. That's our that we enjoy doing for the people. We've been doing, we were talking about this. We've almost been doing that, almost been doing that three years now, which uh, really no format, no, no way to just no format. Um, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of jazz content, that's basically the jazz podcast. Yeah. It's, it's the full blown uh, free form herbal jazz right there, man. It gets a little, it gets a little bit wild. So check that out sometime. Uh, that's going to do it for us here at the notorious OTV brought to you by the sports gambling podcast. Now we're going to be back later this week with Belmont. Uh, Friday card, and then we're also going to take a look at Stephen F. Foster Day down at Ellis Park. We'll catch you later.